Uh, next game we're going to look at is the Commanders beating the Packers. I am not going to apologize for, I think I called Brian out on the show, I called, called, the, called the Commanders out in, on the broadcast on, on Thursday. Uh, I watched it back. I look, just, just look at the stats. Now, we started this broadcast tonight being very out on Brady and talking about his performance. The offensive performance from Green Bay yesterday was absolutely atrocious. Go look at the stats on the running backs, the wide receiver core, and on Aaron Rodgers, and then go look at the stats on the Indianapolis Colts yesterday. And Matt Ryan's been benched today. Granted, that's been over a number of weeks, but we're three weeks in now to this whole Packers situation. Uh, Colin, embarrassing for Aaron Rodgers. I genuinely don't see how they fix this. And I will also say this, fair play to Washington, fair play to Taylor Heineke and his team, fair play to Scary Terry, the defense coming up for them. When you've got teams like Washington winning games with Taylor Heineke, that's not an excuse for Aaron Rodgers to say that he's not jammed with his offense. Aaron Rodgers had the opportunity to come in to Lambeau for OTS. He chose to stay and go talk to Joe Rogan for months. We're now seeing the effect of this. Um, like even yesterday, in terms of the wide receiver core, only one wide receiver for Washington had more yards than any Packers wide receiver. The end of the game was embarrassing. Packers fans are already looking forward to next year. I don't know what they're looking forward to because they've gave Rodgers a huge contract. Just a, an absolute shambles. But fair play to Washington, who now go up against the Colts, and we'll talk about the Colts. They now go up against the Colts' backup quarterback this week. That's going to be a fun game. Well, yeah, I mean, look, Rodgers is, is not playing well. And I think, te- like, you only have to go back to that Giants game. And, had, you know, a couple of years ago, if you said to somebody that you, Aaron Rodgers, would have the ball in his hand in the red zone and would have two attempts to win the game and, and he wouldn't do it, that was, that was telling. But it, it can't all be on Rodgers either. I mean, this is a Packers team who have shied away from taking receivers. They they could they could have gone out and you know got somebody for Aaron Rodgers. It was obvious that this was going to be a problem. And they thought they could simply kind of get away with it. And they they can't. I mean, yesterday was the the ultimate example of it because they put all sorts of pressure on Heineke. They actually protected Rodgers uh, quite well. Um, the the defense had a um, a pick six. They had they only uh, allowed what was it to two hundred odd um, passing yards, and and yet they still lost because they just cannot move the the ball. There is it, it is incredible to to watch it and. There, this is what I mean in terms of the transition from season to season and the change and, and losing Adams and not bringing anyone in and the changes to both the coaching staff and the O-line. Um, but there is a huge amount of frustration. You can see it with Rodgers. You can see it with Matt LaFleur. Um, there is an incredible amount of frustration uh, there. Um, they're clearly not on the, the same page. And I think given... The, the contract that you mentioned, given where they're at, and they should be looking around the NFC and they should be saying, we need to go and get a wide receiver. Go and make the trade. Give away some of those picks. Bring somebody in. Give Aaron Rodgers a weapon because it's, you know, it, uh, 
if if they don't do something quickly, the Vikings are five and one. The Vikings will be out of sight in that division. Certainly the wildcard places are still up for grabs. And once you're at the dance, anything can happen. But if they continue without making any changes, it would be very difficult to see. And I know Aaron Rodgers stepped up the podium yesterday and say, hey, this is the best thing that can happen and we might wake up. It's difficult to see that being the case if they don't make changes. Brian, Columns talking about, about the Vikings. If this was any other team, if this was the Vikings and this is Kirk Cousins, they'd be calling for O'Connell's head, they'd be calling for Kirk Cousins' head saying it's a disgrace. They were blitzed like hell against the Giants and refused to change it in the fourth quarter to try and get the ball down the field. The Jets went mad at them. They refused to run the ball effectively during the game. And all they had to do yesterday was run the, hand the ball off to Aaron Jones. Here, boogies are laughing. Aaron Rodgers certainly isn't laughing. I genuinely do not see any situation in which they turn this round. Maybe I'm being a pessimist here, but I genuinely think that it's done. Um he's not communicating effectively with his wide receiver core he doesn't seem to have the respect for his younger wide receiver core which I think is a huge issue and I actually find that frustrating to watch as a fan um, that being said I could be completely wrong and they can go out next week and win but they've still lost the last three games against the Giants Jets and now Washington and fair, fair play to Taylor Heineke for turning that run I agree with you Mike I 100% agree with you I do think it's getting to the stage where it's that far off a loss cause like they're playing they're going to Buffalo on Sunday night and I know Rogers said oh maybe it'll help us be the fact that there's no expectation for us and we'll win the game potentially but I can't see that happen you're right in what you said the run game is non-existent uh, Colin had a, a message last week on social where he said they need to go back to the, the basics run the ball effectively complement that with an offence they ran the ball for 36 yards last yesterday they basically gave up on the run game the two most efficient games they've had Packers at home against the Patriots, they ran the ball for 170 yards and they played the Bears. And I know the Bears' defence is not great, but they ran the ball for close to 200 yards on the Bears. They were the most effective offensive performance they've had this season, where they've leaned on the run game and then go from there on the offence. Teams are figuring Rodgers out. I've been looking at the numbers today. Um, I'm going to go back as far as the playoff game. The, he plays well in the first half, in, in, in some games. He played well in the first half yesterday. And then teams go in and readjust and he can't deal with it. Um, and you can say... Oh, well, Rodgers could be readjusting. These are the trends, right? Going to go back as far as the playoff. In the second half against San Francisco in the playoffs, they scored three points. In week one against the Vikings in the second half, they scored seven points. Against the Bears in the second half, they scored three points. They scored no points in the second half against the Bucks. The the Pats game at home, the one I spoke about, where they ran the ball effectively, they got 20 points. Against the Giants, two points in the second half. The safety at the end when, when the Giants punt around the ball out of the end zone to kill the clock. Seven against the Jets last week, seven against the Commanders yesterday. They haven't to do anything in the second half because defensively, teams now have to deal with the offense that's been put in front of them. They're not changing the offense based on last year. It's the same offense. Devontae Adams is not there. They need to readjust, change it up, figure it out, and find a new way to get the players involved. And you're right, the heads are dropping. Sammy Watkins is the best wide receiver they're supposed to be. Like, with all due respect, he was nearly returning. I'm not sure how to turn around, Michael. That's why I think it is a bit of a loss cause. If they lose this game on Sunday, they go to 3-5. and five. The Vikings are home to Cardinals. Not getting into picks now, but, you know, they're at home. People would expect them to win that game. They're three games behind at the moment, and they're a game behind, another game behind, because right now, the tie break, week one, the Vikings beat them. So essentially, they win the division, they're four games back. That's not going to happen. It's a wild card at best for them. And even right now, it's going to have to be a massive change. 
for them to be in the hunt. And I know you're saying about, Colin was saying about wild card spots at the moment. I just don't see it. Can't see how it's going to turn around. Could be wrong, but things look very, very off there. Joseph Aloysius Burrow. Colin, let's talk about the Bengals. Sweet Jesus, they look good. And it's a real, I mean, if they were in the NFC, I'd be I'd put them right behind the Eagles and quite close to them if Joe Burrow plays like every week, to be fair. Um, Bengals coming back into it. Uh, I know we obviously met a lot of Bengals fans last year out in, in LA and they were so high on Burrow, but they didn't start the season off that well. And I think a lot of people for a couple of weeks fell off the train thinking they would have a sort of a, maybe a more of a downbeat season. Um, 481 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, over I think it was over 330 or 350 passing yards in the first half alone from Joe Burrow. Uh, and that's without even getting the run game together. Like, that is ridiculous, never mind the fact that they had over was it 350 yards receiving between Boyd, Chase, Higgins and Hurst. Like, that, that's obscene. I guess we can sit here and, and justify and say, well, it was... The Falcons, whatever, but look, who who they? A good Bengals team with Joe Burrows, a, a fun team to watch, and I'll happily watch a quarterback that's going 34-42 every week. Wow, what a performance, sir. Yeah, now this is who the, the Bengals were towards the end of last year, and yeah, caveated, you know, against the, the Falcons, caveated with, you know, they, for a time, they allowed the, the Falcons to almost come back into it and then kind of they responded. I think what's been interesting with the Bengals is the way in which they have changed. Right? At the start of the se- uh, this season, the O-line, which they seemed to have improved in the offseason, was really struggling. It looked worse than last year, despite the additions that they had made. But everything that they were doing was under centre. And teams knew exactly what was coming. I mean, it was the way in which they were lined up, teams could tell. And they've actually switched, so they're they're going mainly out of shotgun now. Um, and that has made an enormous difference in terms of what they're doing. Their run game has improved out of shotgun. Burrow obviously is looking. You saw yesterday some um, some design runs from him. He's got you know he's not he's not ever going to be uh, a running QB, but he's got wheels when he needs to. And that you know relationship that he has with Jamar Chase is just phenomenal like he he's able to to find him and the other receivers that he has I think he came out and at the podium yesterday he said I have three number ones and there's no ego there and when they're on form absolutely this was a, a real um, statement performance I think what you will probably see is this is a response to to the response and that's what it makes the NFL so interesting, right? This is why we talk about it being chess, right? Because teams reacted to what the Bengals were doing. Now the Bengals ha- have responded to that. Now what will teams do? What will teams look to try to take away next? And Sam Monson had talked about this a little bit about how, you know, and look again, we're ca- we're, we're carrying this, but it's just an example. Um, Rand- Randy Moss, right? When Randy Moss first came into the league, the way in which he absolutely annihilated teams, they had never seen anything like him. And that first season, um, second season was incredible. Then after that, he had to find different ways to, to win, and he did. And Randy Moss is one of the greatest receivers to ever play in the National Football League. It'll be interesting to see what teams look to do to take away Chase because. 
if you allow Chase to dictate and play how he wants to play, you are in for a long afternoon. Um, it was obviously going to be a difficult game for the Falcons. Like they they play quite well this season, but they are limited. Like last week, they only threw the ball thirteen times, and sorry, twelve times. This week, they only threw the ball thirteen times. If you get into a situation where you're down by double digit scores, they don't really have the team to come back at them. And then you're going up against, as you said, the Bengals. Like three of the touchdowns yesterday. One was sixty yard, one was a forty-one yard, and a thirty-two yard. Three explosive touchdowns. You need to have a team that has an offense that can go blow for blow, like the Chiefs or the Bills in the FC. And the Falcons in the NFC South, you know, as well as they played under Arthur Smith, and we, we were praising them last week for the turnaround the season. They were always, I always felt that was going to be a step too far. And yeah, the Bengals have really just, like we, and, and even, um, you know, there's a lot of Bengal fans that watch the show and they were, you know, they were commenting at the weekend and on our picks and stuff, and they were calling them, and rightly so, the three defeats have all been by walk off field goals. So you know, they're, they're there, thereabouts in the AFC, and it'd be interesting to see now when the AFC games roll around. They're playing the Browns next week, which is another home dinger for for an AFC North divisional game. Bearing in mind how close these games always seem to be. We saw it yesterday with the Ravens and Browns, which will come to shortly. So, interesting time. But yeah, it was great to see Morrow and Chase, the connections on the game.